Need funding for your real estate investment deal? Longhorn Investments is professional, reliable, and fast. Currently serving Texas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Missouri, Alabama, and Indiana, Longhorn Investments LLC is a direct private lender offering short-term acquisition and renovation capital to real estate investors for both residential and commercial assets. With Longhorn Investments, you can receive up to 75% of ARV, finance up to 100% of cost, close in three to five business days, no income requirements, a streamlined simple approval process, and no prepayment penalty. Formed in 2008, Longhorn Investments has funded over 4,000 loans since its inception and includes complementary businesses, including a title company and real estate law practice. Longhorn's wealth of experience puts them in the unique position of being able to help investors throughout all aspects of each transaction. To get started today and see why Longhorn Investments is the superior lending experience, call and speak to Lawrence Hopkins at 314-749-7616. That's 314-749-7616. Or visit Longhorn Investments at longhorninvestments.com. Longhorn Investments. Hard money lending simplified. Universe. Media. Network. 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 Good day. I'm Samantha Smith with your United States Real Estate Investing News. With many buyers consistently receiving rumblings of a sunshine-laden tech paradise exodus, which in turn caused an overpriced west coastal housing rush, people are now starting to see that the massive exit eastward wasn't as true as previously publicized. Quoting Olivia Solon of NBC News, the San Francisco Bay Area has long been one of the most expensive property markets in the United States, with single-family homes selling for about three times the national average. That's thanks to zoning laws that restrict construction combined with the expanding population of highly paid workers in Silicon Valley's burgeoning technology industry. As a result, the region has one of the nation's lowest rates of home ownership, according to census data, and purchasing any property at all has become a challenge even for the money to leet. Even though some tech workers have been fleeing the Bay Area during the pandemic, those who reaped the benefits of their company's record profits in that time helped drive up the prices of homes, particularly in the suburbs, to a record high. Median prices for single-family homes across nine counties rose to $1.34 million in May, up from $965,000 in May 2020, a 38.9% increase year-over-year, according to data released by the California Association of Realtors. The median sale price of a home in the United States was $347,000 in the first three months of 2021, according to data from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Properties, particularly single-family homes in the suburbs around San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose, are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars over list price in super-competitive bidding wars, with all cash offers and some buyers waiving contingencies. It's a myth that millions of people are moving away and that overall demand is plummeting, said Jeff Tucker, chief economist at the property marketplace Zillow. It's more of a rearrangement of demand in the region that is reflective of broader forces affecting the U.S. housing market. While the pandemic did not seem to lower prices in the Bay Area, it did let high prices trickle into other markets. While much of the movement in the Bay Area has been people leaving cities for more space in the suburbs, a significant chunk of people traveled farther afield, taking their generous tech salaries with them. Although this migration did little to cool the Bay Area's housing market, it does seem to be driving up house prices in the destination cities, according to Daryl Fairweather. House prices in Austin, Texas, one of the top destination cities for tech workers leaving San Francisco, have increased by 40% since last year, according to Redfin data. People from outside of Austin, particularly San Francisco, have budgets that are 30% higher than the people who are local to Austin, Fairweather said. 
so it makes a much bigger impact. End quote. To read more on this very in-depth report, see this episode's news notes. In an interview with Maria Bartiromo on the Fox News show, Mornings with Maria, Witkoff chairman and CEO Steve Witkoff stated very vigorous market activity and feels very bullish on the current state of the Miami housing market. Quoting Jonathan Garber of Fox Business, Miami's real estate market remained red-hot during the three months through June as the work-from-home lifestyle fueled by the pandemic left buyers having to pay record prices as they sifted through a short supply of homes. The number of sales closed in Miami Beach spiked 68% from the first quarter to 2,393, according to the Elliman Report. Closings were up 378% from the year-ago period when the market was impacted by lockdowns aimed at slowing the spread of COVID-19. The market is getting more intense than last quarter, said Jonathan Miller, CEO of New York-based real estate and consulting firm Miller Samuel. Low supply meets heavy demand, and that's being fueled by a number of things, primarily low rates and additional options for remote work. Florida, and Miami in particular, has become a sought-after destination for Americans to move to as the pandemic has given many the opportunity to work remotely. That freedom and ultra-low interest rates have helped boost prices in the Miami metropolitan area, which is the eighth-largest in the country. The region is made up of places like Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach and Boca Raton. Miller said that nearly every aspect of the market is setting records, including prices and the number of sales all while inventory is at an all-time low. On paper, the median sales price fell 5.2% from the prior quarter to $635,000, which Miller says was due to low inventory and a shift in the mix in some submarkets. As evidence, the median single-family home price fell 9.5% to $2.055 million, but the average price per square foot ticked up 0.7% to $1,117. The median sales price for condos rose 5.9% to $540,000. There were 3,534 active listings at the end of the quarter, equaling 4.4 months of supply. That number was down 55% from the 9.7 months of inventory at the end of the first quarter and 89% below the 38.3 months supply a year ago. The data did not reflect any fallout from the collapse of the Champlain Towers South Condo Building in Surfside, which happened a week before the quarter ended. Any impact will likely be felt in the current quarter. Markets elsewhere in the Miami metro area were also strong as buyers were left to sift through low supplies while paying record prices. The path forward for Miami's housing market is unclear as the pandemic moves further into the rearview mirror, according to Miller. I don't think the intensity that we're seeing now is necessarily sustainable, because some of it's being driven by low rates, Miller said. But in many ways, a lot of these markets in Florida are being reset, he added. It's a new form of demand aside for mortgage rates, which would be doing the calculus for remote and where people want to live. So I think that it's all in flux. End quote. In his ongoing push to further discourage any national monopolistic behavior, President Joe Biden plans to regulate landlord-provided broadband internet services for tenants. Quoting Todd Shields of Bloomberg via the Seattle Times, upstart broadband provider Sonic had a tough time signing up apartment residents in San Francisco, until the city passed a law making clear that tenants aren't limited by exclusivity deals their landlords have struck with internet service providers. We were able to knock down those barriers and run lines into more buildings, Sonic's CEO and co-founder, Dane Jasper, said in an interview. Sonic's success may be a prelude to relief coming for the estimated 30% of Americans who live in apartment and condominium buildings and are limited in their broadband choices. President Joe Biden last week said he would ask the U.S. Federal Communications Commission to bar anti-competitive arrangements between landlords and service providers that advocates blame for poor service and high prices.
The move was part of a White House executive order to boost competition in sectors across the economy that have seen consolidation, from agriculture to pharmaceuticals to technologies such as internet service. Biden's plan faces opposition from business groups, with cable companies and landlords saying exclusivity deals help spread broadband investment. At stake is a rich market of apartment and condominium dwellers that critics say has been carved up by providers. Federal law prohibits exclusive access agreements between property owners and broadband providers. It doesn't bar other practices, such as payments to the property owner, or exclusive marketing rights within a building. Critics say those arrangements fortify buildings against entry by competing providers. What we saw happening was a modern form of payola, where cable companies and building owners were colluding to keep out competition, said San Francisco City Attorney Dennis Herrera. Consumers were the ones who suffered, Herrera said in an email. We're pleased to see that the Biden administration is urging the FCC to adopt San Francisco's pioneering approach. Jessica Rosenworcel, acting chairperson of the FCC, told reporters at a July 13 news conference that the one-third of the population who live in apartments should have the benefits of competition. The FCC has considered rules on apartment broadband service since at least 2019, and Rosenworcel said she wants to take a fresh look at and start talking to my colleagues. She left unclear when the agency might act. Landlords say there's abundant broadband choice for apartment dwellers. There are at least two broadband providers in roughly 76% of apartment communities, real estate associations told the FCC in 2019 when the commission began a study of the issue that hasn't yet concluded. In his July 9 executive order, Biden encouraged the FCC to begin a rule-making to prevent landlords and cable and internet service providers from inhibiting tenants' choices among providers. The FCC is independent, but in practice follows policy preferences of the White House. Right now the agency is in a partisan 2-2 split under the acting Democratic chairperson, Rosenworcel. Some policy groups and lawmakers have urged Biden to nominate a permanent chair to move the agency toward a working Democratic majority. Other cities could replicate San Francisco's experience of greater competition if the FCC were to act, said Ernesto Falcon, senior legislative counsel for the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which backs more broadband service. It's a very low-hanging fruit to promote competition in a lot of markets, Falcon said in an interview. End quote. For our quick content suggestions this week, we have How you can invest in the real estate market through fractional investing from Forbes, and what you need to be a successful real estate investor, from the Washington Post. To research further, see links and more from these reports in the news notes. I'm Samantha Smith for United States Real Estate Investor News, UnitedStatesRealEstateInvestor.com. Let's face it, your property is ugly as f***. ARS Construction does it right, from roofing to exterior to all your interior needs. For a free roofing estimate, call now at 844-445-ROOF. That's 844-445-7663. Or visit advancedroofsys.com. That's advancedroofsys.com. ARS Construction. Roofing and construction done right.